Like the little big boy oh. in your life. Think, treat you so special. I treat you so right. <laughs> um, here I am. It just might not look like what you thought you wanted. <laughs> But it's what you have. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm gone. I got blown up by the fucking asteroids. The shit we're talking about is like, oh my god, how do I keep my legacy going along? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is me, Yoni Wolf. Uh, once again, uh, broadcasting, broadcasting from the same alley, Cluxton Alley, uh, the Yellow Alley, as I uh, am just walking out of the coffee shop. This has become sort of one of these places, one of these haunts for me, where I go to get work done and to see and be seen uh, in a in a small way. Uh, there's a guy like. Uh, across the street like going off on someone on the phone I can see what's happening I've been there I've been there well since I last spoke to you um, I believe it's rained once I think just that day that I spoke to you and I think it hasn't rained since and it's today once again the sky is like the full bosom of a many-titted feminine goddess um that is ready to explode, just ready to burst open with milk of the skies, rain, water. Construction, of course, you can hear is still occurring. Things are always happening. Every day you're starting where you left off the day before, but in a fresh way, right? With a new beginning. Um, I had a poetry reading last night over at the Comet, and it was cool, you know, I, I, I take time before these readings, I had a reading the week before that, take time before these readings to really go through all my stuff and make sure um, it's right, you know, I, 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 am, I am a slow writer, I guess, a lot of these, these other readers, I feel like they're able to just go in and just like, like oh, I wrote all this stuff, you know, last week, or I wrote all this stuff, I, all my stuff comes from the last, like, two years, three years, um, where I, I write, let it let it sort of gestate for a while, and uh, re revisit it, and that's the only way you can really know if something has teeth. You know, if it if it has a bite to it, if it has um, a truth to it, really, is if you go back later, because you, you can sort of be clouded and 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 things can be sort of obscured by your vision of the moment. I'm sorry. This is the kind of neighborhood I live in. There are these sorts of sirens and things happening in the neighborhood. Um, but yeah, uh, man, the, the the barista is really cute in there. It's uh, but you know what do you do? How can I? You know you can't really broach the subject because uh, you know then I'm going to see her every day in there, and it's going to be awkward when. She says, oh, no, actually, I have a boyfriend or whatever. So better not to just, you know, let her be cute. She is. We'll let her be that. Um, but, yeah, so for me, you got to let that time go by before you truly understand 
what it is that you have there in your in your writing, you know. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times I'll go back in and, and you know, a year later, two years later, uh, one piece I worked on yesterday was, was from 2010. Uh, I remember writing it in my bus bunk in Europe um, on tour back in the, 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 the old, one of the old Y iterations with Andy Broder and Mark Erickson. Uh, I remember, you know, every night I was falling asleep to, uh, stoned on, you know, weed and hash or whatever uh, joints, which is, that's an excellent little combination for, for sleep. Um, listening to the Joanna Newsom album, Have One On Me. Uh, and th that it was a poem that I wrote, you know, in that era. And I distinctly remember when I wrote it and, and, and going back to it even... Even a year later, uh, and feeling like, oh, this is, you know, this is good. This is a good poem. You know, now I didn't put it on mumps, etc. It didn't seem to fit, um, but it. it uh, I, I always felt like it was good, but something about me told me not to put it on there. And I went back, and uh, not to get too personal. Those of you who don't give a shit don't know anything about my uh, work you know, don't worry about it, whatever, whatever, but, uh, going back to it yesterday and the day before, I started to realize which parts were, were sort of sentimental gobbledygook and which, which parts were poignant and, uh, and went, proceeded to hacking, you know, uh, and that's good. So, but I, let me say this about Cincinnati right now, there is a burgeoning sort of, uh, literary scene, you know, kids that are kids, I don't know, 20-somethings, and maybe even people my age, too, that are, that are, that are writing stuff and, and sharing it with each other, and I like that. Uh, this is the second poetry reading that I have done in recent time. Someday I, I would love to go on a little poetry tour around the country, but I, I don't know how available those, you know, sorts of things are, or, you know, if that's something that happens and um, if people pay money for it, you know, travel's not free. Uh, but anyway, I feel pretty good about this city. And, and, and it's, 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 it's moment to moment, of course, my feelings of, of uh, goodness and, and, and badness or uncomfortableness, you know, but that's, that's life. That's life, right? And uh, you accept that as as it comes uh and and uh maybe that that's a good lead in to this conversation that i had with a couple of good friends of mine um scott fredette and anna stewart we just were walking around the cemetery and started to talk and i said well let me pull out this penis and i didn't know let me pull out this this uh, recording device, and I did, and and um, it, it, yeah. What you what you hear is what is what you get is what it was. So um, I think, but I think there's a lot of good good uh, stuff to be talked about, and you know, it's sort sort of a self help conversation in a good way. I mean that in the best way. Um, but um, I, I do want to mention some dates um, 
right now that I have upcoming. I have Stacy on Wednesday, Charlene on Thursday, and on Saturday, possibly Molly or possibly Megan, depending on who returns my text. No, I'm just kidding. Dates. By dates, I mean live dates, live performance dates. Uh, I'm doing a, a little rap tour, continuation of, of uh, my, my rap shows that are, that are sort of ongoing, but, but uh, you know, only uh, sporadic. Uh, what we have upcoming is July 23rd, we have Bloomington. July 24th, we have Madison. July 25th, we have Minneapolis. And July 26th, we have Chicago. So go, go ahead and you can go to the wanderingwolfpodcast.com and uh, look at the live dates there or, or uh, I don't know, the, the other, other places that, that might have that stuff, like the Y website. But, but uh, yeah, go there and check that stuff out. And please come, come and check, check us out. Also, on the, 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 the website, thewanderingwolfpodcast.com, you can find t-shirts for the wandering wolf without further ado let us get into this very interesting conversation from spring grove cemetery with am i going to really am i going to duck their voice maybe i'm going to leave their voices not um pitched scott fredette and i'll just pitch down anna stewart Okay, we are at uh, Spring Grove Cemetery here. I'm, I'm with uh, my good friends Anna Stewart. Hi. Scott Fredette. Hello. And uh, yeah. Much we're, more seductive hello from Scott we, than from me. We are we're sitting in front of Peter Vallette. He died in October 3rd, 1825. Good in eyes. The 42nd year of his age. So oh, his said. wife is here too. She died in 1865. She's a footnote in his life. What the fuck? She's. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, it's she lived 30 years more than Maybe him. Not. She died in the 78th year of her age. Mm hmm. That's 40. Scott. She must have. She, 65 she, she, minus 25 is 40. Whatever, man. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's. Mundane. <laughs> it's a. It's a blip. Yeah. But, so you guys were talking about. But she's she she must have. Um, did she marry somebody else? It's I, I don't think so. To say. I don't think so. They, they, he would be, doesn't look like it, right? Yeah, there would be a mention. Poor Harriet. I, well, we're also. I don't know. Do you think this obelisk belongs to them? I don't think it does. No, I think the obelisk is someone. I think. If we, were to go, if we were to go around to the other side of the obelisk, it would have some things inscribed. That's my guess. Yoni, you think you would, if you were given a choice of obelisk or no obelisk as a grave marker, what Always would you Always go obelisk. Yeah, I can see you go on, going yes. obelisk. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a raised pyramid. It's, it's a pyramid that is... I'm, I'm just worried about the wind here, folks. Sorry about the wind here. Um... An obelisk is yeah, it's 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 got the it's a pyramid that's like shooting up vertically into the heavens. Any anyway, yeah, Yoni, we were talking about what we were just talking about. Well, Scott and I last night were talking about kind of things that we've been talking about, like 
loving kindness and um, radical acceptance and all that Buddhist stuff and whether or not uh, it was, you know, what it's like for other people to listen to that. And I think, I mean, that goes kind of like what we were talking about yesterday with different personality types that probably 75% of the population at least is not interested at all at all in that. But well, it's it, it, it interested in what just in the idea of self development. No, no, just no, not at all. Just kind of like um, abstract. More, it's an essence. Abstract essence. <laughs> right. But, just just the idea of those abstract well, ideas. But but obviously it's irrelevant if it doesn't become like a practice of some sort. And yeah. some people don't aren't doesn't that doesn't resonate with them we were talking about how it resonates between us three talking about it and then looking to see if other people have any interest whatsoever about it or curiosity towards it and it I'm being really, what loving kindness just, just the, the idea, idea of the idea of turning something turning like sort of the idea the western idea of lack we lack something into um an acceptance, acceptance, acceptance yeah. of just sort of what is, and you have all you need right now, right. which I think is a big deal. I mean, I, I think most of our our heartache um, comes from comes want. from that, and yeah, or comes from we just we have no self worth. You don't, you, you kind of as a collective consciousness thing too, but that's kind of negative. I'm sorry. No, that's. I mean, I think that's true. At least in America, I mean, I like we're America is very much based on competitive thinking and like trying to be the best and that you're not good enough and, you know, keep trying and, you know, your, your parents want the best for you. And so they push you to be the best that you can be. And kind of all along the way, the, the background music to that is, well, as I am, I'm not good enough. Right. And how does that develop? I guess that develops culturally. I mean, I've, I have had that since, Day one. Same here. Anna and I were just talking about that yesterday, and I was saying how even though my parents did not push me, they were not those kind of like, you know, parents that are like, you know, let me see your report card. You didn't get all A's, whatever. I still was very hard on myself and needed to get all A's myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are you are hard on yourself. You're harder on yourself than a lot of people. But what is that? It must be cultural. It's cultural, and I mean, once you get that sort of dark voice, which is sort of the the inner dialogue, that's sort I'm of not saying, good enough. I need yeah. to do better. Or you're just like you, there's a lack. There's always like that person's doing better. It's always comparison, comparing mm-hmm. um, ourselves to other people. And if you get in anything competitive, it becomes that even more. Right. Um, like when I was in Odyssey in, of the Minds in sports. <laughs> but. And when you're relying on your your entire career is lo- re- relies on positive feedback from other people, sort of, yeah. Right. It shouldn't exactly, Which but we've talked it about shouldn't. that. We, you and I, have talked about that, and that was part of the. You know, it's it's it becomes very easy for you if you're getting like brought up by sort of the idea of of being semi famous slash have lots of fans. You don't need to take that. You don't need to do that internal work. Right. You can just like, you know, you coast be on, top on other of people's them. adoration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is unhealthy. Well, it's just yeah, because it's not. Well, it's not lasting. It's not. It's. It's. You know, it, it doesn't have a. It's not grounded. 
This could shut off at any time. I have one battery le- it, it's po- fine. left, unfortunately. The... I... Ah, fuck, I forgot. But it's, like, it, it. what we had done... I mean, Yoni, I, this is kind of, like, revealing, but you're very re- revealing in, on your podcast and in life, but we had to, kind of talked about... Can I talk about that? Sure. Like, we had done something called The Work. There's this woman named Byron Katie who invented this thing called The Work, which is really just a way of... I know someone named Katie Byron. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's really just a way of, like, examining your negative thought patterns and, like, like, having different perspectives on them. And, um, you know, you can use it for little things, like being annoyed at someone you just passed, stranger you just passed uh, in your day, or you can do it for big things, like things that have been bothering you for years or whatever and you know we had talked about when you had a bad review from pitchfork and how that right well you asked me for give me an example of something that bothers you yeah yeah, or yeah. that has bothered yeah, you yeah and i brought that up as something that bothered me and i did and it bothered me that it bothered me exactly but yeah. that's see that's the thing about uh being hard on yourself it's like so you have something that's natural you get criticized and you feel bad about that and then on top of that you have yourself saying like well you shouldn't be bothered by that you're you should be better than that or you're not you know like you have your kind of logical mind that or even like mindfulness that can look at the situation and then you're punishing yourself for having feelings that are actually pretty natural to have but like in that in that work that we did together like i think a lot of what came up is that labeling things as good and bad and you know you label things as pra- you label praise as good and you label criticism as bad whereas the praise and it's fine to enjoy your life right it's fine to if someone says something nice to you you're not like okay can't can't internalize that can't enjoy that compliment you can but if you're relying on it for your and it becomes part of your self-worth that's just like contributing to this ego machine that's that is ultimately causing you suffering because it's like a like a, you're an addiction right. you have to have more in a way the praise the praise makes it more difficult than the than 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 the than uh than uh, criticism, you know what I mean? In some ways. Well, the, the criticism it's is... It's probably just as toxic, though. You know, I think. I mean, yeah. it probably, I mean, but it feels good, so it's like, fuck, you know? But, the, but when you think about what things lead to, the criticism feels bad. It feels painful. Painful, but it... What that... One of those things... One thing that that led to, in a way, is part of your own spiritual development and division from relying on other people's feedback for your self-worth. Or that it's that sort of thing, like that pain, causes us to, okay, well now I can't seek um, validation from this source right now, so... Where can I seek validation? And layer under layer under layer. Right. At is, some point, you have to it's, have, find that validation within yourself. That's what I'm saying. And you're going yeah. sort of the back way. The reality of it is, is if you if you find just finally just give allow yourself to be worthy, which every human being is, and every human being is connected. We're no different. No one is different than anyone. Um, and if you just if you allow yourself to feel yourself as worthy that's sort of the root none of this other weird shit criticism praise and all that stuff it'll it'll just be 
be what it, it is. It should just roll off. It should beat or up it'll and just roll be off. what it is. You won't yeah. absorb it, and you won't be so close to it either. I mean, the reason that, you know, you, you're, you're, you've grown close to the adoration and the success, and from that, you've, you've, you've like, sort of attached to it. And so when something on the other side, the criticism of, like, a dumb pitchfork thing, that garners way too much weight. Right. And it's it's just I mean the reality of it is is it is nothing. Absolutely. By, Byron Byron Katie is is interesting because she is she was so utterly depressed and mm-hmm. she's had zero hope and what she did almost from what she says turned it around within seconds when it is that she realized that she does not have to perceive life through her lack. And from that point on, she just decided to do mindfulness and even that work thing that you're talking about. She, she developed a sense of, of worth and just, just reminded herself over and over basically through that process that she is worthy and that all of that other weird shit that brings you down doesn't really – it doesn't exist. It's- and it's just a perception and it doesn't, you don't, you don't need, you don't need it. It just is, it does not. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anything. Yeah. I mean, especially at the age, I think she was like 50 or something when mm-hmm. she came up with her or something. And she, it's just like, why not live in, in light? It's right there. It's all, it's, 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 it's stronger than the dark. I just, I just like the way it feels in the dark, sadly. Yeah. And, and. But it's back and forth. I mean, the, the, both of the, both. Both things are part of life and are part of your, your development. Sometimes you will be sad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, but, yeah. but imagine going into sadness with a sense of acceptance of it's okay right, just right, to right. be sad. It no longer takes that resistance that you have of like, God, I shouldn't be feeling this way. It yeah. sucks. That's that's the thing that really brings you down. When re- the reality of it is, is fine. My dog just died and um, I've been trying to like sort of rationalize my way out of it. And the reality of it is, is like, all right, there's like a, a sort of a shift in my frequency towards like sadness just for however long it's still there. It's two weeks and it's still yeah, you there. Have, you have to accept that that's going to be the way but, it is for but a why, minute. But why not? Why lament like, oh, fuck, why did this happen? And, right. I, I, you know, memories. Mm-hmm. It's com- just you, like you'll come out of that, that darkness when it's time to. Right. And, and it's when it's time to and me being impatient about it or being lamenting that I I should I, sh- I want to feel better. I mean, that's, of course, that's all we all want to, all want to do is we want to just feel better. But the reality of it is, is I'm, there's as much depth. If I accept the sadness in which I'm in, there is as much depth of feeling in connection as any time in my life. I just feel super, super grounded about, and, and all of the dumb, weird, stupid, petty shit that I do is it just sort of falls by the wayside. And it's like, it doesn't have as much of, of an attachment. Mm-hmm. to me yeah well and we can't like I, I think I've really realized how much I've tried to control in my life subconsciously or consciously and um, control people's reactions to me or eat what you're resisting you're resisting resist- their, their, whatever they're doing you're, you're resisting it yeah and that's you know and I think that's natural and especially the way I grew up that's that's natural to do, but, and, and when I have done that, it's because that was what I felt like was necessary, you know, for me to survive. But, but seeing now, you know, exploring now my 
inherent worth, like, and kind of just asking the question, well, what, in this scenario, what am I afraid of? You know, noticing that I feel anxious about something. Oh, in this scenario, what am I afraid of? Well, um, I don't want to be, you know, just an example, like, uh, I had stopped drinking alcohol for a while and so it was a really good time for me to example like I mean for me to examine like why do I drink in certain scenarios and this is not like I had a big problem or anything I just wanted to not drink try not drinking and so in one scenario a social situation I'd be like well okay I think that in the I drink here because I I don't that's what everyone's doing and I don't want to risk being boring like maybe you know uh I can be more yeah like I can be more entertaining if I'm drinking or whatever you know and 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 then I was like what's wrong with being boring you know like what if someone thinks I'm boring like right it's your true self you know your your yeah true un un alcoholed self that that is what it is and and it's like and it's kind of uncovering it's like there's so much of like not enough and then your your ego's always balancing or my ego's has always been balancing like feelings of not enough and then feelings of like compensating with be- feelings of like better than like I have to be special I have to be the special one in this situation you know and um it's a lot of pressure I have to yeah well it distorts you yeah and I think that's what I mean that's what you know kind of my family dynamic at it's understandable that I've always felt like that, but letting go. Well, explain that. What explain the family dynamic and why? Well, just very briefly. I mean, m- my dad kind of put me on a pedestal, and uh, but then also we had a very tempestuous relationship as well. So it it's like a been a lifelong. A struggle with me. I think subconsciously, a lot of the ways I have acted, especially with men, is like thinking I need to be a certain way, whatever that is at the time. You know, whether it's whatever suits the situation. Uh huh. And but super special. A little, a little bit chameleonic, maybe to 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 fit whatever they need yeah. you to be. I yeah, it could be. I think you're I, I think you're have a bit of chameleon in you. Well, I do and you know that's actually I, I was always I always personality-wise that's one thing that I never valued and actually I kind of criticized about myself whereas I took someone like Yoni who's like Yoni's always been like this is me this is what I do. I go deep into the thing that I do and I can focus on it and I can do that. And, and I was always like, thought that was the shit. Like I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be an artist. I want to be, you know, but what I, who I am is like, I'm going to do a little bit of this. I'm going to do a little bit of this and I'm going to do this and I want to try this. And like, I never, I just never accepted that about myself. And I never valued that until kind of like in the last you know, a couple years when I was like, oh, like my superpower is that I want to do everything. Versatility. Yeah. Like, and I, and like, and I, and I feel like I could, 
you know, like, like my, like I want to feel everything on this world. I want it like feel what it be like, feel what it feels like to like go there, to be in that person's shoes, to be in this group, to be, you know, and I mean, if you examined my life, it doesn't look like that. I have like a very small group of friends and I only mom. hang out with them and I'm a school mom. But I, I guess, you know, self-acceptance, like I but didn't you do value do that, that. Because I think that you go from situation to situation and, and get new things from it. Yeah, yeah, you do you do it in your own small ways. Not it's not yeah. about no small ways. Yeah, it's not about being like you know flying here. Like you know, I mean, you do fly around a lot and visit your friends a lot, which you're doing right now. Yeah, I'm a real jet setter. In, in part of that Byron Katie thing, she always says, "Okay, take away the resistance of that feeling." Yeah. Right. Of 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 just okay. I'm this. I'm this way, and I need to accept it. If you just take away that that resistance what are you left with you're left with enjoying that beauty of being all over the place a chameleon slash adventure slash gypsy slash are you saying the resistance of what you what how you might perceive yourself negatively just she would she asked she asked the question this viral she asked what if what would it feel like because you give yourself so much shit for Mm -hmm. for not just accepting who you are just if you take away giving up all that shit what are you left with you're left with a very new experience of of except obviously accepting it and that's what you live it's there's no the resistance is gone so you actually feel better there you're most of our shit that we give is we're resisting what is happening yeah our perception of our of our of ourselves yeah, who would you be if you didn't have the thought that you weren't good enough right now as you are? Like, who would I be if I didn't have the thought that uh, m- my hair looks butt? Looks great. F- whatever. It doesn't matter what you... That's the thing. It's like... It, and all this but it stuff is matter. completely fucking irrelevant because you, we were... Right before we started taping, I was saying, like... I'm a talker and like over my entire, like for many, many, many years, I've kind of have like a guilt, a little bit of guilt about that. Like, Oh, did I talk too much? Or, Oh, did I not let that person talk enough? Because I also really love to listen and I really love, I I mean, I'm really great listener. Mm -hmm. And, but, but your internal dialogue during all of that is like, I just, I'm, I, some, I, I talk too much. I God, I can't believe it. They must think I'm. I talk too much. But take that out of the equation. It, that resistance is gone, and you are okay with whatever happens. There's nothing pulling you tor- away from what is naturally there. That's what's so cool about life. We give ourselves tons of shit. We give ourselves, and, and that's the resistance I'm talking about. Imagine if you take away all of the things that you resist, you would be breezing through life just right. like it, you'd be in in bliss that's it in, like you think about all the moments you've missed like how many moments have i missed like thinking that my hair looks stupid that's a lot of moments on this short life that i could have been um feeling the ground beneath my feet or like looking into the wind a friend, beneath your wings, look, yeah. a friend's eyes or whatever. Like right. I was instead having, having the thought being present. Oh, my hair looks stupid. And that's not right. to say I think that and thought more, more than as a result. other people. But the, but 
That's what I'm saying. It's... But you shouldn't get on yourself for worrying about your hair, too, no, right? No, no, that's no. That's part thing. of it. That, yeah. And that's, that's natural, too. But, but at the same time, like, I think so much I always wanted to, like... And like everyone, I want to be liked. I want to, you know, have be perceived a certain way in that, in like the way that I think. And but it was really like a freeing revelation to me to realize that no matter what you do or don't do, you cannot control people's reactions to you. They're not thinking the you same cannot. way you are either. They're not no. perceiving it the same way that you are. So you're just having this weird inner dialogue of what they think when in fact it's it they're they're probably a lot more objective about it and to be quite honest in a lot of cases they don't care. They're no, not holding the themselves. same they're yeah, they're in their own weird trip. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's enough like, to feel better. I'm not talking enough. Yeah. You know, like they're right. thinking, I'm not talking right. enough. Maybe yeah. she thinks I'm boring. Maybe, you know, right. whatever they're thinking. But she, yeah. Story of my life. But, but you know, and, and then we hold on to the criticisms. So, you know, like one time some stranger like told someone they thought I was obnoxious. And of course that like fed in. I was like, oh my God. That hurts. I yeah. know. That's, I know. I know. I am. Becomes like the general. That becomes the general thing. That's who you are. Versus this one weird instance of someone saying that. Right. And it. It's not the whole of it. Is one. And it's probably that person having tons of their own shit that they're not dealing with. They're probably actually. Obnoxious. And then. And then you just take it. You well, take it and you just let it like dig way. in and and sort of attach to you. Yeah, like that. Okay, well, that's a label. I mean, it, that's a that's yeah, a reinforcing of fear I always had right. about myself. And why does everybody get that as kids? That's what's so weird. You know, they get they pick up this stuff. Is it whatever? It's cultural, or if it's actual, maybe it's cultural abuse versus like, you know, parental abuse or something. I think it's cultural. I think it's I think it's, it's within. Yeah, I mean, parents do it, but that's cultural too, right? Or, 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 or nurture parents or whatever. They do the best that they can. They do the best that they Look, can. Look, I don't have a problem with, with, with parents <laughs> in general. I, I just, but I, I think that where, where we're at in, in, in our world right now is we, we are very, everything's very individualistic, you know, at least where, where we're all from. Yes. And I think where, where most people are from that would listen to this podcast uh, is very individualistic and it's very, it is very based on that, that like, you know, how can you be, um, the best, you know, how can you excel? How can you rise? How can you be special? How can you be special? You know? And like that stuff is not necessarily the way we should live. Those ways of thinking. What we have is enough. Yeah. But when you think that, so like the theory is like, when you think that about yourself, like I'm, I am special because I am, not because of the things I do or the things I say or the way I look or anything like that. Like, I just am special because I'm a part of this, like, living, breathing organism that is this world and the universe. And when you think that, then you, then, only then, can you start to see other people as that. And I always thought that I saw other people as that. And then now I kind of see, like, oh, okay, now I can... I can really see it. You, you know, it's a, every, everyone's a mirror of each other, and I can... Sorry. No, no, no. Like, it just, yeah, like, you think you're great just as you are, then you then truly think that, too. then everyone else is too. All the same. And, you know, you take Peter Vallette and Harriet Vallette, and they're not concerned about... These are our grave buddies. They're not concerned at all about 
what was said to you and and said to them in like an argument. Well, not or, anymore. That's what I'm saying. But they, <laughs> when it comes down to it, it's nothing. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Why not? When you're alive, be try to be as free of that as possible and just be like. I mean, imagine walking around all day just having sort of it ingrained in you that everything is okay just as it is. Yeah. Which is what the case of it, to what, be honest. What cultures do that? Uh, Eastern cultures do that, for sure. More so. But I mean, what's what's Eastern cultures, not Eastern, China? Just, no, we're talking like, Buddhist. I mean, but it's like Buddhist it's, cultures. This is all Buddhist it's, sure. For China, too. China, too. You think so? Not, I mean, it's getting a little bit weird there, at least from what I've seen, from what I've experienced. And not Japan. I mean, you know, Japan is is mostly like, what, Shinto, Buddhist, but... I'm talking about the culture. The people may be going way out of whack. Yeah. (laughs) At least some of it. You're talking about in times past. But really, the things that we're talking about at their essence are also... It's it's at the essence all religions. It's at yeah, the essence. Oh, this is love, loving kindness. It, that, that makes Jesus me cr- cringe. Christ. It makes me cringe because I grew up with that term always being said, you know, um, and maybe you can come back around. To maybe it, I though. can come back around because to I, it without the baggage. Definitely. Right. Well, the, there, it, 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 it's just a term. You can call it whatever you like sure. because invariably you have to get to it. You should really right. get yeah. to, of course, to it as, as, we all should, and we behave that way as well. Is this an intervention? Am I being intervened? <laughs> well, the one thing, like, so one question I think you asked, Yoni, and one one of my other friends asked when I was talking about this is, like, so what, but what about, like, wanting to be better, wanting to be better? Like, uh, then... And I'm, I guess, and when I ask that, I mean, I mean within your... spiritual side i guess i mean but that's or did i not mean that i well i don't i mean either either way i think it's a good question and i don't i mean this is just stuff that i'm on the very like beginning of the spiritual road thinking about but one thing i like that i think you're on the cutting edge of spirituality you think so yeah (laughs) one thing that uh that um tara brock says in her book um radical acceptance which i'm reading right now is to paraphrase like it's at our deepest human nature to awaken and to like flower or something, you know? So, so we'll naturally improve, but not, not, I mean, not if like, I kind of think of it as like, I think I was saying this to Scott last night. Like I kind of think of it as like, you have a baseline, like animals are baseline, like, and you know, ducks, squirrels, all those, you know, they're not running. So that's how we're born. Yeah, like, well, 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 we have more potential, I think. Like, ducks and stuff aren't running around, like, uh, in an ego whirlpool of, like, oh, my God, you know. They're just functioning in nature. They're not, like, pulling themselves down, dragging themselves down with negative thoughts. But they're also not, we, we don't know, but necessarily becoming enlightened like rising above their animal nature to be able to um experience you know I I mean I don't really know I don't know what it's like to be enlightened but I kind of think that's something that might be unique to to humans to do that consciously at least and 
I mean, maybe maybe animals all do feel that innately in their cells, and we we've gotten away from that by ha- by having consciousness, and we have to sort of get back to it uh, by you know through through means of deconstruction of our ego, as we tend to do or or want to do, you know. Um, some of us in in our society, you know, what I mean, because we take it so far the other direction, right? And so it's like, and so it's like we can be worse, you know what I mean? Like we can be like, like we can the human race can produce a Hitler, who right. is dragged down below animal nature to to some, you know, committing evil acts, and but like the human race can also produce. But is that some kind of aberration? Or, or, or almost like a like a spiritual mutation. I don't know what he's received. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I mean, I think that's like that might be giving. I have no idea how to answer that question, but I think that might be giving one uh, blip on this planet, like not not calling that situation a blip, but in, you know, from talk, from the Big Bang till now, like that one person, a mm-hmm. lot of credit, like that we're all made from the same stardust right sure yeah but i mean yeah i mean everyone's brains are made up slightly different right but mainly similar mainly similar i think no oh no i mean there's lots of mental illnesses exactly in the world but i don't know i guess the main like the idea about growing and changing is that if you are living your life with compassion and loving kindness it it's kind of like you're just naturally going to change and awaken. You know, it's not like, okay, I accept myself so I can be a jerk. I accept myself so I can, like, mm-hmm. do all these nasty you're, you're things. You're saying if you're mindful, you know, uh, as, it, the, word, the word mindful, okay, the word compassionate, these are, like, all these things are, you know, are, are buzz buzzwords that, that you can say. But, you know, if 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 you're living in a way that is conscious... If you're if you're awake, uh, you know to to what's going on here, and you, you're paying attention, and you are doing things in, in in a with an awareness of what you're doing, then then the natural thing, and this is what you're saying, the lady said, the natural thing is to awaken. move towards awaken, move towards goodness, right? That's so. whatever goodness I think we're is. All evolving towards that. Though it were, it seemed to be in a little bit of a dark. Not everybody. No, I'm saying. Gen- I think as a as a human race, I would say we're moving towards good. What towards goodness, goodness is and evolving towards it. I would too. And you think so? I really do. Yeah. And you know, culturally, it doesn't necessarily look that way. <clears throat> Media wise, well, I mean, especially. You, you, yeah. If, we, if you look at, if you look in the long term, you does. look at the, you look at the Old Testament. We are you moving, look we're at getting, we're getting more connected. You look at medieval times. You look at you know whatever. Yeah. There was a lot more brutalizing. There was a lot more acceptance of that. It was like, do we want this shit? We're going to take this shit. And that's, o- that's okay. That's, that's, you know, the way things are, and that's the way things are done. Nowadays, there's, that's still done in a covert manner, but it has to be done in a covert manner because we don't think it's okay anymore. After Jesus, Well, it's done after in Buddha, an overt manner in, uh, in other places in the world. Some places in the world it is, and but, but less America. and less. But less and less. Yeah, less and less. It's becoming yeah. something that, that people are ashamed of and doing in secret, I think, more and more. 
if you look at the trend through history, you know, after the Middle Ages, the Vikings, I mean, come on, you know, now, now it, it is something that, that, you know, even, even, even things like, like, uh, gentrification have to happen in kind of a, kind of a, a, a clandestine manner, you know what I mean? Um, so I think you're right. That is moving towards goodness or the idea of, you know, some, some kind of moral, moral thing, even though there's less and less religion happening. You know what I'm saying? In the world. I, I do think probably there's more and more, at least, uh, sort of reg- regulatory compassion or, or, you know, the idea of that this is how it's supposed to be. You know what I I get curious about is like what will humankind evolve into like cyborgs 65 million years into the future. Yeah, like like what kind you know what I mean like I think about the dinosaurs a lot and and I what, this one I I I'm a teacher and I teach last year I taught kids with autism and one of these uh, one of my kids was crying, and I said, "What are you crying about?" And he said, "I'm thinking about how the dinosaurs died." And I was like, "I cry about that too, mm. That's because deep. that is like that's us in the you know what I was talking about my biggest fear. My biggest fear is." that an asteroid will hit the earth and destroy all of humankind. And like whoever I told that to a long time ago was like, what? That's your biggest fear? Like, that's so weird. Everyone, I almost everyone I've said that to. And I was like, how is that not everyone's biggest fear? Not my fear. I mean, not my fear either because you can't, there's nothing you can do. But the entire human race would be destroyed like the dinosaurs. To me, fear has to do with Fear has to do with an ability to control the opposite, the the opposite outcome, and and a f- fear that uh, that that's interesting. fear that you'll fail, and and no, I think you're detaching to that that sense of loss. By the way, do we, do we all get wiped out? No one gives a shit. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If 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 everything ends like that, you're just being sentimental over there. There is no loss. We don't there's, know there's, what happens that, that's, though after that's that. Co- but that's cosmic. That's cosmic. Yeah. That's like that's bigger than us. That's you know what I'm saying. Like, well, I know that. I don't think you necessarily have a choice. I think it's going to happen, right? Well, but what's your or biggest fear? You uh, my biggest fear is is. Being bored. I don't like I don't like empty space. It's just a fear, and I've always had it since a child. The empty space, and that's just you know. What's more empty space than a destroyed planet? I'm. It's like. But there's no human to. Yeah, there's no humans to witness it. Yeah, I mean, I'm gone. I got blown up by the fucking asteroid. But you don't know what's gonna happen after you die. Okay, fine. But then what? I I think I I don't think there's any there's any way that your consciousness will live on. I don't think that's my personal opinion. I I don't. Who knows? Who who, doesn't even matter? I mean, the shit we're talking about is like, oh my god, how do I keep my legacy going along? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? No, it's no, it is no, it is sentimentality. It's exactly what it is. It's sentimentality. Mentality. I'm being nostalgic for the human race. You're absolutely right. But that's one of my 
that's one of my strong personality traits, right, you're, Yoni? You're, you're, it's you're sensitive and nostalgic. Yeah. I'm yeah. very much so. I'm yeah. not someone that looks. So there's personalities that look into the future, and then there's personalities that look to the past. And I, I never think about the future. I never think about the I, future. I do. I, I do. I, I, I just do in some weird, craggy ways. When the, but that's it. I do. I, I, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard not to. And that's that's where my fears are. Like is near near future stuff. Near I guess future. you know, or, or the idea of you know, like some kind of disease, or you know, like things that can happen to me or people I love. You know what I mean? That that uh, are just are miserable. You it's know what I mean? Make you feel bad, huh? It's gonna make you feel bad. Yeah. See, I feel the opposite. Like no one to wants me. To feel bad. The future is like, we cannot predict anything. We can't make anything happen. We can't control it. It's like anything could happen. That's what's scary. That's the coolest thing in the entire world. But it's also cool. Yeah, it's also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could be, so since you can, like you can be scared of it and you can be anxious about it, but you can't control it. So your anxiety, the only way it's going to affect it is probably like, attracting negative things Mm -hmm. but if you're so like the other i mean i for me the other option is to be excited like oh my god you know because you know i used to have fear well of course i'm still gonna have some biological fears of like or or anxieties or sadnesses about worrying that i won't have a baby or whatever and however i did the work on that byron katie um totally came out the other side but, the baby did? The baby came out the wrong side? Yeah. <laughs> it came out of my head like Zeus. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like Athena, I'm the Zeus. Obviously, I'm the Zeus. Of course. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not full-time, you know, I, don't, I definitely don't harbor full-time anxiety about the future and stuff like that. And sometimes it is a beautiful feeling of, of yeah, anything's possible. Um, but, you know, that, that is the stuff that I, that I would preoccupy any kind of fear sense with or anxiety with is 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 that that lack of control that uh you know nothing i can do about this this thing you know and i I think that is a you know i I think i do have a a desire sometimes to to control my life or you know things around me which which yeah yeah that's biologically how we know how to survive but spiritually like i feel like it's about you either like about learning or being able to trust in the process of life Mm -hmm. like acceptance i worry yeah like if i'm gonna worry about losing my apartment or if i'm gonna worry about losing my job which i don't worry about those things because i trust in the process of life i've seen myself weather storms i've seen you know and it's like yeah, and right. I just just know. trust yourself that that in any given situation you'll figure it out at, when the time is appropriate to figure it out, and not stress about how it might be at some point. It just might not look like what you thought you wanted, mm-hmm. but it's what you have. You know, it's what you. It's what you're. I. I don't know, but. But that's the other question. Sorry to interrupt, but that's the other no, question no. that I did have for you that that we talked about. So, so you know, remember I asked, well, then what happens to planning? You know, if you're always in the moment, 
when are you supposed to try to, you know, when are you supposed to try to make schemes and plans? You know what I'm saying? Or, or are, are you just supposed to live like a tree? No, oh. you got to pl- part plan. of it. You it's plan. all part of it. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're living in the future if you're planning. No. It's just your day to What's the difference? Life. Uh, you're, 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 you're literally going through life planning something you're planning on like oh i'm interested in this i'm going to plan to do that then yeah. that has no that's that's you got to buy a plane ticket to go yeah. somewhere before but you're not living two weeks enough. but you're not yeah. living in that future or, yeah are you attaching to to that if you, you know you're just planning an expectation or an outcome yeah. and, and it's learning to- then it could become toxic but the reality of it is is it's just I mean, you're, that's that's sort of the narrative of your life. You're, you're going to have a narrative regardless whether you stand there and the river passes by you, or you go walk down the river, or you let, or you just float and let it take you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but there's moments for everything. You know what I mean? Like I have bought a plane ticket to Mexico one day before I went to Mexico. Like there are moments like that you can have like that. Those are kind of after kinda... you robbed a convenience store. <laughs> like there there's moments like that and there's moments like that you plan and part of it's learning too like I I'm not a planner and I you know I one of my jobs is that I teach theater arts and put on a play this year and it's always improv it was improv it was like so stressful for me because I did not plan with benchmarks throughout the year the kids didn't all have their lines memorized even though they had had them for like five months because I didn't plan to be like okay by this day if you don't have these pages memorized i'm recasting your fucking part you know like so i learned tyler next year that's what i'm gonna do that requires some planning but it's gonna make it more enjoyable i know it's gonna i mean whatever i can't say i know this but from my experience in the last two years i believe it will make it more enjoyable for me to have some things a little bit planned out yeah (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. but you're used to living. You're I'm, living in the past and the and the present. I'm you know, not trying I mean, to be trying to be in the present. I know now, but maybe you have a tendency towards nostalgia. But yeah, I, no, I have a tendency to live in the present and go like moment to moment. But if I lean towards something, whether you're saying future or past, I lean. I think about the past. Okay. I mean, I think you know. I I think about like right now. I've got my bare feet in the grass in Spring Grove Cemetery. I will think about lying down in the grass at Spring Grove or on the front lawn at my parents' house. I can think about that and just start crying because of the sense, like... Sense memories. The sense memories of childhood, it is like... I attach to that. And I told my therapist this, and she was like, well, what stops you from when you're driving in Austin, what stops you from like stopping at a park and going on the swings or what stops you from taking your shoes off and walking around, you know, kind of having those sense of memories and the only time I can, which is like, I mean, sense experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, gosh, nothing. But when she said that, I was like, crabgrass, crabgrass, you know, and that, that is a real crabgrass and fire ants. Yeah. I should have, you know, I should have said that. What do you but say? But that's fear. That's only that, fear, Paula. You got to accept them. Accept those fire ants running running your body. Why? Why <laughs> should they? Why do they have less less dominion or less uh, uh, 
claim to your body than you do. You're quoting me about the roaches in my house, aren't you? There you go. That's that, another thing, right? That's why? Why? <laughs> why why do you have more dominion over your household than those than those than those roaches? Because you're paying rent. I I don't think I do. You don't even pay rent, exactly. I do. <laughs> I definitely pay rent. Yeah, I don't know, but back to like back to like the very one of the very beginning things we were talking about is like being able to control what other people say about you okay so someone says i'm obnoxious someone you know one whatever like i was um catching up with someone i had dated when i first moved to austin this really great person really nice guy and um extremely interesting person but pretty quiet pretty introverted Let's call him Ben Jackson. Let's call him Ben Jackson. And um, we were talking, and I was like, just having real talk with him, you know? Like, just asking him questions I'd kind of always been curious about and not being afraid of his answer, right? Like, just kind of, like, that's kind of how I'm into relating to people now, like, speaking my truth or asking what I'm really truly curious about and then however someone reacts to that like that's kind of up to them you know and um I guess I was just saying I was just telling him something I really liked about him and and he said to me he was like you know what you know what I really liked about dating you is when we would like just lying in bed with you and listening to you talk. He was like, I could listen to you talk. Like dirty talk? No, God, Yoni. Sorry. 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 Why? It's just, um, like I could just listen. He was like, there are times I just wish that you would never stop talking. I could just listen to you talk. There you go. And that, does that quell your, 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 your fears about? No, cause that's, that's the same thing as, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I let that, if I attached to that, then right. that would be the same as me attaching to someone saying I was obnoxious, but like, I find you to be a great orator. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it was, but I can, I can still enjoy it. And I did enjoy hearing that. I was like, that's kind of one of the nicest things that anyone's ever mm-hmm, said to mm-hmm. me. And it's very sweet. And it really helped me see that my fears and my perceptions of myself are basically erroneous you know like one person could think that and one person could think I'm obnoxious and I just am I gonna you know that's their deal though that's their deal both of them in a way you're just doing you're just speaking your truth I'm just speaking my truth yeah I'm gonna speak my truth right now I could go for a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Go buy a personal pan pizza. <laughs> Only four ninety nine. Out back maybe back in nineteen eighty seven. Okay. When I was eating those. Sorry. That was <laughs> no, my, no, that no, was no, no. I, no, I want to know for Just real. For I want to know for real. If you could, Yoni, if you could eat anything, because I as if you I'm actually, hungry right now. Obviously, that's why I'm thinking. I'm starving. Okay, yeah. then before we before we sign off, I want to know. If you could eat, and this is going to be different for both of you guys, because Scott basically... Already a big classic. I already know. Okay, hold on. I'm not done with my question. Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. Scott and I could eat anything we wanted to. So if we said, okay, I'm going to ask you if you could eat anything in the world right now. What's your your final meal? 
here before you go. Okay, you okay, you're executed. That's a good one. Final meal, and Yoni, you could have anything too because you're I about mean, to die do, anyway. Do I go? So oh, God. you'll rip your guts out. <laughs> you're it's you're irrelevant. Dead. Just don't worry. Yeah, Just you can pick anything. Am I really gonna die? I want to know final I meal know and final thing. drink, and I mean one alcoholic drink and one okay. non-alcoholic drink. Better be strong. The alcohol. I'm not going first, by the way. You're you, you want to okay? Go, go ahead. First. All right. Um, there's a pancake at uh, a, a Korean pancake at Riverside. Mm. That would be definitely. This definite. is vegetarian. You're gonna. You're I'm not vegetarian. gonna. Are you no, gonna no, break? No, you're no, not no, gonna no, break no, vegetarian not for your last in, in meal. The, uh, no way. You're not even interested. Not even you're interested. Insane. Dana's mac and cheese okay. is like is like Dana surreal. A, Dana's a friend of mine. Big up Dana. Right. Right. And uh, and then. Um, Oh, what else? Hold on. Carbs, oh, you're they, carbing out. They have, yes. And they, uh, there's these uh, veggie, um, like, I don't even know, veggie, almost like wings or something, but they're like barbecue veggie things that we, that I make. That's phenomenal. Oh it's, God. it's like, it's, it's full, this is, it's, it's full wheat this gluten, is so, though. It's so pedestrian. And it's I, I'm so not, gl- I, I'm not dissing you, fuck? but look, I'm just saying, to me, it seems like, don't attach to the insults. As a vegetarian, it seems like you would want to, like, just like get, no. so you don't, you actually don't like the taste of meat. I'm done with meat. I don't care a shit, shit about it. I but not, you, I'm saying you don't like the taste of it. Cause this is, the idea of this is that all morals aside. No, I don't, no. I'm not interested in me. I'm not, I'm not, aside. it's I'm not, your final meal I'm ever on earth. I'm not interested in, in, in that. So I, take, I know what I like. You're going to take down a child with you too? No, all morals aside, I'm okay, dying. Okay, let's not say all morals I, aside, but. Hold on, you didn't get my drink. Oh yeah, good. I'm Mr. Pibb. Ooh. For some reason. Nothing I, alcoholic. I would never just, do just anything alcoholic. I don't give a fuck about that. But yeah. I, but like. Some weird, like a Coke or Mr. Pibb would be ideal. All right, Anna Stewart. Is, wait, is Mr. Pibb like Dr. Pepper? Yes. Yeah, but it's like a little bit stronger and like syrup, like syrup, like syrup. It's punch, delicious. It has a punchier. It's like, a little bit spicy. It's got a bit, bit of a punch to it, not punch like is, Hawaiian punch. Wait, is it RC brand? Oh, God. This is we so don't weird. know. Could be. I have no idea. Could Mr. be. Pibb. You don't know. You, that's the last drink that you drink before your death and you don't know you don't know anything about it it could be it could be coca-cola or pepsi no, fuck you it's a no, no, mr no. pib i'm saying but i'm saying it could be brand wise uh, who gives a shit who gives a shit it doesn't matter anna i'm drinking and it. i don't think it is i'm drinking it okay 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 what kind Hold of on, ice what shape soup. ice what shape Tiramisu ice for dessert too oh yeah what shape of ice uh cube I like those. I like those. I like those round ones. I like the little pellets too. I like the round ones with the holes in them. I love crushed ice. Love whatever, whatever, crushed ice. Okay, Anna, let's hear your meal and your drink. Okay. And your dessert. You're allotted one dessert. Okay. Okay. Or two. Who cares? (laughs) Anything you want. Okay. Well, I would have um, my dad's borscht. Mm. Um, For that's your app. You yeah. can go. You can go courses. Okay, so borscht that like he had made the day before, so it suddenly kind of settled into its flavor, and I'll have it cold with sour cream. Um, I want like perfect, ripe, organic white nectarine, mm-hmm. peach stone, the, the stone perfect, fruit, the perfect stone fruit, perfect stone fruit. Yeah, that's a good. Just one. like go ape on that and then which i've seen i've seen you i've I, <laughs> watching you eat a stone fruit is uh, something else anyway um Hot mess. let's see 
see, that's what you would say. And In I, a good this way. Is, true story. True story. One time. Beautiful I, hot mess. Tr- <laughs> that's all right. Now you're changing your tune. Um, uh, What's the true story? Well, I was going to say I've always been kind of embarrassed about the way that I eat because it's pretty messy. But one time I was walking in Washington, D.C. with uh, Nick Fisher, who was my friend from high school. And I was eating a stone fruit walking down the street. And if you know me, I don't really take no mind to making a mess wherever I am, you know. And um, that was happening. And, uh, And he said... You're a cute girl. Nick Fisher said that? Yeah. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That's sweet. That I was sweet. like, that is not what I've been told eating before. Like, my, my ex, Austin, his mom was coming into town, and we got sandwiches. And they're the kind of sandwiches with, like, the hard roll. And then you get, like... <laughs> everything slides out. Everything slides out. <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, nervous about... Don't do this in front of my mom. Yeah. yeah. Really? And, and, uh, at a... A family gathering dinner in college. My ex Dave also said something about me eating because I would I eat I would, like eat with a fork and then like move some stuff onto the fork with my other hand, and he was right. like, "Can you not do that in front of my family?" Right. And I was like, "I, I don't know." I I'm I curious about how you were that. That's to me curious that your family allowed that. Further? No, 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 no. My parents said that. No man will want to marry me when they watch me eat. Aww. Yeah, that's what they said. And look, I'm still not married. It's not true. You are a cute girl. Thanks, Yanni. Well, so anyway, okay, so the borscht. Yes, that's your app. We got your app. We're going to have a salad. We're going to do... I don't, no, I don't mess with salad. Um, I, the stone fruits. Um, I'd want, like... My dad's rhubarb pie, not strawberry rhubarb. It's just rhubarb. I love strawberry rhubarb. Just pie. that's because you've yeah. never just had okay, rhubarb straight pie. rhubarb. And Briar's vanilla ice cream with the vanilla bean in it. Oh. And I would have for a drink, and I'm copying this from someone who you, I used to work with. You haven't done a, a a main course. You don't need one, but I'm just curious. See, for me, this is not about, like, yeah, for me, this will all be sense memories, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, nostalgia, my nostalgia. So, uh, uh, I don't know. You don't have to pick a man. I, like, there are things that I could say. Yeah. But there's not something that's sticking out to me so much as, like, I just want to, I want my answers to be, like, as exact as possible. Right. Like, I'm already, th- I'm thinking of things I could say, but I don't, it's, and then maybe I'll come up with something perfect later. But the borscht, the rhubarb pie with the Briar's vanilla bean ice cream, stone fruits, stone fruit. And for a drink, I'm copying this. Someone I used to work with, he said this. And I was just like, that is, you're correct. That is right. He said, like a perfect margarita with salt. Because you taste the salt mm-hmm. and it's like, the salt and the lime and, like, the tequila, like, all these flavors is, like, life. Mm-hmm. That's, like, putting your face into the ocean, the sky, 
ground. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah. I don't know. The taste of, like, being alive. Mm-hmm. Not like a too sweet, like, sweet and soury margarita kind of thing. It would have to be, like, crazy. Like, when you squeeze lime on your food and then you smell your fingers. Right. Sour, but there's a little bit of sweet. No, it's so it's so good. It Mm -hmm. smells so good. Mm -hmm. And then salt. Mm -hmm. You know what? I bet I'd have some oysters. You'd have some oysters as well. Perfect size, like medium size oysters. Briny. Yes, Mm -hmm. nothing on them. You know, I don't like anything Mm -hmm. on them. Straight up. But when you when you eat it, it's like the sea. Mm Mm-hmm. The sea. Yep. Yep. That's good. Yoni, that's good. Me. (sighs) All right. Well. I would also, I think, do some stone fruit. I hadn't thought of that, but but yeah, the per like the perfect Which one? nectarine, the perfect yeah. nectarine. White or yellow? Um, probably a white one. The perfect it one. Like a lily. Yeah, the perfect nectarine, uh, and then uh, I would just go whole hog into some disgusting shit <laughs> that you guys are going to judge me for. No, no, no. I know. I, mean, I, eat, I, I know. You already is, know. Okay. I'd eat like a Wendy's Big Classic or... <laughs> or Wendy's? Or... This what about is, these Big are me- Or Frisch's Big Boy. Oh, what I was say. hell yeah. Because oh, these are memories because the sauce, the Wendy's sauce, like the way that it, it's like, I think it's like Thousand Island. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. ketchup and, and mayonnaise together. Mm-hmm. And, or, or the, or the tartar sauce at Big Boy's. Mm-hmm. Um... I would go that route. Uh, maybe have some some Need like a little big boy ugh. in your life. Think, treat you so special. I treat you so right. There it is. Guess that's my intro. That's yeah. When you get that big boy, and you're about to die, just shoving in your face. Mm-hmm. That's I'll exactly be right. That to you. <laughs> I hope so. That's my other my other uh, requirement. But uh, I would do. Uh, some lamb chops that my grandma made. Aww. I would do some rotisserie chicken. Oh, I would shit. do some, uh, uh, f- of course, French fries with really good for like rally. I'll do rally's curly fries with with that what? stuff. What? I will do. Uh, I will have a milkshake from <laughs> Grater's uh, Cookies and Cream, or oh my god, or a Blizzard Cookies and Cream Blizzard, or actually a Reese's Blizzard. Uh, more accurately, Reese's Cup Blizzard. Reese's Cup Blizzard? Yeah. More accurately, Reese's Pieces Blizzard. Mm, I would go, I, fine, fine. With, with, with really, with vanilla, but, but, yeah. Really, Grater's has the better, probably the better option for me. It's been so long since I've tasted any of these things, by the drink? way. Uh, that's a drink. That's yeah, a drink. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm drink? not interested in alcohol whatsoever. Uh, either. That's not, that doesn't appeal to me at this, at this point in this juncture. With that, uh, I'm not done. Sit down. I'd have a deep dish pizza no from way. like no, from like Uno's. You know what I'm Uno's, saying? That's so rank. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is tight. Actually, in my memory, it's Pizza Hut. Actually, it's a per- oh my god, it's a pepperoni, it's a pepperoni personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. But this is in the late '80s. I don't know what it actually tastes like. You know what I'm saying? It's been so long. Oh but God. these are things that I, these are routes that I would go, and then and then maybe I've had a couple meals in France that like I'll probably do this this like pork loin, uh, <laughs> I don't know loin some pork something or other that I had it. This one meal in France I would double down on that. You hear that? Hide your pigs, 
Hide your chickens, hide your cows. And creme brulee. Yoni's about to die. Creme brulee <laughs> as well. Oh, uh, creme brulee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's you should try Danish. But mainly the ice cream. Mainly yeah, the ice cream. Loves, loves making creme brulee. It's really good. That's it. That's it. All right, we're going to sign off. I've been sitting here uh, in Spring Grove Cemetery, the second largest cemetery in these United States. But the most beautiful one. With Anna Stewart and Scott Fredette. And we're going to take a photo in front of Peter Valette. Oh, great. My hair looks like shit. Peace, y'all. Say bye to these people. Oh, bye, people. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. Badass. Holy schnickalos. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter. At Yoni Wolf on SoundCloud. On Mistress Sliphaven. At Yoni Wolf on funpup.bestiality.de. Okay, you guys, have, have fun. Have great times. Wonderful times. And I don't know when I'll be coming to you next, but I will. I will be. Take care. Keep wandering. Something like that.